This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. our favorite time of the week. We are so glad that you have joined us. We are so glad to be back. 2022 is here, and we are ready to have a ball. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here. How are you? I'm good. Very good. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so ready. Now, I've been doing a lot of stuff with Chili Bowl and Indoor say. Auto Racing. <laughs> I've been going already, but, boy, there is nothing like getting the big boys out on the track with the wings on top and, and, and going after Yeah, it. and seeing everyone's new paint scheme and getting ready yeah. for Florida. You know what? Speaking of new paint schemes, I missed, I missed Danny Smith's paint scheme unveiling. Oh, yeah. Year. It's a lot different. Is it a lot different? Yeah. Okay, I missed that one. It's yeah. like kind of white. With, you know, white yeah, with yeah. a red number four on it? Yeah, so yes. different. Okay, yeah, exactly. Now, um, it's that exciting time of the year. Yeah. Um, we have one, I uh, just put it on our Facebook group, Donnie Shots, new paint scheme, going yellow. Yeah, I yellow, like it. I like the old yellow. Which is kind of a throwback to the old, the old family yeah. car, family colors and Parker everything. Parker stores. Yeah, yeah, the old Parker stores. So, um, yeah, it's that time of the year. Very, very exciting. Good, good stuff. And uh, just lots, lots of, lots of exciting things. Yeah. Um, lots of fun, that's for sure. And we're going to have lots of fun on Wing Nation this year as well. And we'll get into some of the details of it here. And uh, we'll get into some of the details over the course of the next few weeks. But a lot of new, a lot of different, a mm-hmm. lot of fun, and it's going to be a great year, that's for sure. One thing that has not changed is we like to start off with our Hefner Racing Products Hot Topics. And how about Tanner Thorson? <laughs> he has been so close on that chili bowl, and yeah. I think every year, the last three or four years, I picked him, and he come up short. And I said, I'm not doing that again, and he, he won the thing. Yeah, which, and he, he earned that. Like, he, he earned that. Yeah. That was uh, and, an awesome race. Yeah, it was. I mean, I barely stayed awake for it. Let's just be oh, honest. God, it's late. Oh, my God. They, uh, they're killing me. My just, eyes, I was like yeah. holding them It's open. like West Coast. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, set that aside. Yes. Um, and he is so good. I got to meet Tanner. Um, believe it or not, he was running a truck series for, I think, mm-hmm. Young Motorsports. Um, and I met him at um, the Eldora race and met him. And it was weird because it was the year that I flew out and did the, um, the Cating Classic. So literally, we were on the same schedule. It was the Eldora Truck Race on Wednesday night and the Cating Classic, and so got to know him that weekend fairly well. And uh, just just could not be a better racer. Yeah. Then of course he had the big nasty Accident. crash mm-hmm. uh, with the street vehicle with the with the trailer. The you know, Oof. and then and then to come back and to redo the midget program and to get to the top of the midget world by winning the Chili Bowl, and then to announce. I'm going wing sprint yeah. car racing. How about that? I loved it. Man, I'll tell you, Thorson in the middle of this thing in another year or two is going to be a handful for everybody. Yeah, he's, he's, he he's absolutely. that good. 
and he is so passionate, so driven. I think one of the other things about uh, Tanner that I think is neat is just the way life has come around. Uh, I think he's in, he's engaged, mm -hmm. and it's uh, Stevie Smith's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know. I didn't know. Is it, is it Shaley that. or Shayla? Shaley or Shayla. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's Stevie Smith's daughter. So I didn't know that to. until I saw some pictures of like an engagement it's party or something. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wait, Stevie Smith. Wait, yeah, Stevie was the first together. one to give him a hug in Victory yeah. Lane for the Chili Bowl. Yeah. Uh, future father-in-law right there. Um, it just, I love seeing young people's lives evolve. Tanner's one of these kids that, like I said, he was he was headed down the NASCAR mm -hmm. path, and that didn't work out, and and then the accident, and then the, the midget ride with Reinbold, yep. and then this team establishing on the personal side, falling in love with a racing girl, and here <laughs> we go, and it's just like, and the beauty of it is, is that uh, he's going to be a Wing Nation guy, yeah. So uh, it's awesome. So really happy for Tanner Thorson, uh, Lachlan McHugh. How about that? We talked mm -hmm. to him last year after yeah. his one at Waynesfield. And uh, he went down to Australia and won the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic. So, yeah. really neat. Um, there is actually later in this show an interview that I did with Lachlan last night. The time zone change. <laughs> and we weren't going to have him wake yeah. up in the middle, of the, the middle of the night. So, we will play back that interview with Lachlan McHugh. This weekend, season openers, all-stars are this down in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, that's going to be great. And, well, the Top Gun Sprints have already started. Uh, Danny Martin had the clean sweep of the week weekend down at East Bay this past weekend, and Danny and and I met him a few years ago with USCS. Mm -hmm. He came up and ran at Carolina Speedway and and wherever they ran on Saturday, whether it was Cherokee or Lancaster or wherever they ran around here, and got a really to to talk with Danny a lot. Really good guy. Um, he is really like like his his right now goal is the East Bay 360 Nationals around the Lady Memorial. Mm -hmm. And last year he won a prelim night. Yeah, I remember and that. And looked really, really good, and then Saturday got rained out. Yeah. So he goes to East Bay this past weekend and sweeps. It's Top Guns, I understand. The, the, when, the, when you get to the 360 Nationals, it's, it's going to be a little different level yeah, of competition. Yeah, yeah. But he did win the prelim last year. So Danny Martin, really, really, uh, what, a great, what a great start for him on the season. So fun stuff. It really, truly is, and really, really neat. And we are off and running with sprint cars. I know. Great, great times, that's for sure. Speaking of great, and I got to hang out. I got to hang out with my friends at Hefner Racing Products up at PRI. My friend oh, Jeff. Oh, boy. Oh, we've got some ideas. We've got some Please ideas. Please don't tell me it involves we've you. We've got a, some ideas, baby. A, I'm telling you what. We're going we're gonna to go with a, with a mule or a, some, bull. You a, bull. It a bull. I called it a bull. Um, <laughs> we've got some ideas. We've got some things. Um, we need a party. Mule, a Wing Nation party mule. Oh, that's better. Yeah, a Wing Nation party mule. <laughs> yep, HRP all over HRP it. HRP yep. Wing, Wing Nation, Nation party mule. Jeff, we got an idea. You imagine us <laughs> wheeling around Knoxville no, and that no, thing? No, no, no. Me wheeling you. That's all right. Passenger. I'll just okay. I'll just be the designated <laughs> drinker. Then you go right ahead and do everything you want. Ugh. Yeah, I, I would rather not drink too, too much. And drive than be yeah. a passenger again. Well, you're good at that after <laughs> last year. Okay, so I'm going to share, and we shared a little bit of this. We know our oh, cohort, gosh. Ashley, yes. okay, who She's does wing bad nation. influence. Yes. Well, she wasn't a bad influence in Knoxville this past year because. I had to drink double. <laughs> we, 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 we recorded our, our MAV TV show, so we've told that story okay. on the show. But anyhow, oh, boy. Um, Ashley is with child. Many of you know that. Some yes. don't. Yes. So Ashley is with child. She learned that she was with child the week before Knoxville. Well, she loves her vodka lemmies. Well, obviously, when you're with child, vodka lemmies are certainly not recommended um, <laughs> drinks. Okay? So 
before she even told some of her family members she had to bring this one in on it. Otherwise, I would have been like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So not only did Aaron make sure that they were just lemmies, uh, not vodka lemmies. Yes, I had to do But then when a vodka lemmy arrived, Aaron had to consume it. Yeah, if someone brought us some, I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay, sure. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you're, um, so yeah, you can well, be the well, we, the first day we got there, I was like something about going to get a drink, and she was like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Hmm, so you became her. Right- so I yes. asked like a few times, and then finally she's like, all right, I got to tell you. And David's like really confused that I have to tell you first. Right? Yeah. She, you were like, it was like David was first, and I think you were second. It was before everyone uh, else. I had but, to keep that a secret for a really well, long time. Well, and then, yeah, then she Shoot. didn't tell anyone else till like after the season. Yeah, I was it like, was are like, you gonna tell are you gonna tell anyone? anyone? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so neat stuff, so, really fun I, stuff. Meantime, so, I drank a lot of lemmy. You drank a lot of lemmy. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so you, well, that's true. So maybe you shouldn't be driving the Hefner Racing Products Wing Nation party mule. Yes. Oh, so gosh. I like this idea. I think we're on to something here. Hefner Racing Products, easy to shop their entire line at www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Use promo code MRN at checkout. For 10% off your first order. We are going to get right at it. The Sage Fruit Hotline is smoldering already as Parker Price Miller, he joins us next. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Circle B Diecast is the new Diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of Diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDieCast.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, and we are ready to go. Let's roll right into it. The Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us, our first guest of 2022, Parker Price Miller's on the line. Hello, Parker. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Thanks for having me, guys. It is great to catch up with you. My first question is a question on everyone's mind. Um, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, where, where, where are we at in this whole process of this big battle with cancer that you've got going on? How are you feeling? Um, I, I'm doing a lot better now. Uh, so today is actually a, a week from my, uh, it's been a week since my first round of chemo. Uh, the first, the first day or first three days were really, really, really bad. Um, I had no appetite. Um, you know, I, I, the only way I could describe it is I felt like I was burning from the inside out. That's what I felt like. Uh, just always, always really hot. Um, yeah, just not having a good time at all. So, uh, luckily around Friday, um, I started feeling a little bit more like myself, uh, Saturday, I actually got to go to the gym and uh, I rode the bike for a little bit and just trying to keep myself active a little bit, just because if you do sit around, and do nothing, you know, you, uh, your body gets used to that and you'll, you know, become weaker. I feel like, so just been trying to 
keep myself active and uh, do as much as I can while also not, you know, make myself too tired because with the chemo, it's obviously um, it's easy for me to get wore out and tired right now. Um, just have, don't have as much energy as I used to. Uh, only good thing is I'm sleeping really good right now. So that's, I guess that's a plus, but uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot better. Um, two more rounds to go and then I'll, uh, I'll rescan and, see uh if the chemo has been doing its job or you know did all the job and got rid of it all or you know maybe have to do a round or another round or maybe a round of radiation so hoping for the best and um so one week down and 11 more to go parker as you've been going through this i've seen so much of the support on social media for you how awesome is that that the racing world is is really a tight-knit family and you're getting well wishes from really around the world yeah, it's, it's great. Um, you know, you, you know, you know, you, you always know that you have fans, you just don't know the gratitude of it and how many you have, or, you know, what your fans actually think of you or what, you you know, you mean to them. And then after, you know, you know, releasing that, I, you know, what I'm going through and the diagnosis, you know, everyone reaching out and, uh, you know, wishing me prayers and, you know, good wishes and sending me cards and, pictures and all kinds of stuff it's been you know really great um i had a fan bring me a, a t-shirt at chili bowl uh his I, I believe it was his wife that went through cancer and she wanted me to have it and uh you know it only felt right to wear it to my first round of chemo so just things like that's been really special it's almost like um and and, and this, this is I, I hope i i hope i word this properly it's almost like when you find yourself involved in this, it's almost like a fraternity or a group of people that you instantly have something in common with. And I saw a tweet from you, it was a week or so ago, and referencing Dale McDowell, who has just overcome cancer and, and won the World of All Race. Your tweet was, love seeing McDowell win after beating cancer. Hope the Sam McGee number 11 can do the same after me beating mine. Um, is, it, is it like that when you, when you see a guy like that? Does it, does it become more personal to you? Uh, yeah, I I actually didn't even know that Dale was going through that until he won and they, uh, you know, they tweeted that I think I read a tweet where he had uh, was rec had recently beat cancer and, you know, won his first race back. And I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I really enjoy watching the late models also. So I've been trying to watch them a lot more. But uh, yeah, just kind of like, you know, gives you not more hope, but, you know, realize that, you know, you know, I'm going to get through it. Um, I'm going to be okay. And that, uh, you know, races are going to be, races are still going to be able to be won later on in life. And that, you know, right now I just need to focus on beating cancer and then, uh, you know, maybe try and go win some outlaw races after that. Absolutely. You mentioned you had a few more rounds and you're going to see where you're at. Is there any sort of timeline on racing or is that a, a day by day, week by week, see where things are at, you know, when your treatment's over? Yeah, it's definitely a day by day. I mean, obviously, I want to be in the race car more than anyone. Uh, I have a great team that I want to go racing with. Um, they want to go racing with me. Um, they, we are going to go. Um, I'm not going to race, um, but they are going to go race in Georgia and Florida. Um, you know, I'm looking at maybe maybe trying to race East Bay. Um, that will be the so my second round will be February. 16th or something I, I believe and east bay would be the two days before that so if i feel good enough i might try and run east bay uh just kind of 
day by day, you know, each day I feel different. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I just really looking forward to going racing with them, but, uh, obviously I don't want to waste their time, you know, and not be a hundred percent and waste my time also, just because I feel like to beat these guys right now, you have to be 110%. And, uh, you know, right now I'm just not there. Boy, isn't that the truth? I, 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 the sport, the way it is right now, holy cow, it is tough. It is tight, that's for sure. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, we, we understand your journey, and you've been very public with it. And it's, it's, it's just, uh, we appreciate you sharing where you're at with all of that. Okay, on to something a little bit more pleasant in your world. And our producer, Craig Moore, our, uh, I guess, current, present, former, but we'll get into that later on. He's like, um, he's like, and he's a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Can I just throw in a who day here real quick? I'd okay. like to do that. Uh, who Thank day. you. Okay, who day? You got to do who day? Who day going to the Super Bowl? That's what they're doing. Um, you seem to me. I watch your Twitter, and it seems like you're yelling at the refs a lot, though. You <laughs> seem like you're really into this NFL football season. Uh yeah. I mean, just because. I mean, heck, I, I love sports. That's. I mean, I grew up playing football, baseball, basketball, so. I obviously know the games very well and um, the past week I, you know, I haven't been doing anything. And so watching, having the NFL on this weekend, it was kind of like, I got to, you know, watch something live and wasn't just something on Netflix for once. So I was really into it and I'm not, a, I'm not even really a Bengals fan, but I'm not a, I'm not a uh, Patrick Mahomes fan, I guess you could say. So uh, I was cheering on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. So it was, uh, it was fun to, uh, to play along with I, I was getting very frustrated with the refs I felt like it wasn't being <laughs> called very fairly so um but yeah it was a good time you know watch that but I'm even more excited to get down to Georgia and go watch the you know sprint car races instead of uh, football I'm sure. <laughs> you mentioned that you played a bunch of stick and ball sports growing up it's interesting to hear that because I feel like a lot of young kids in racing now and I still consider you one of the younger um they really dedicate their lives when they start really young so it's kind of neat to hear that you played a bunch of different sports how did you manage that growing up? And, and at what point did it become full-time racing? So, uh, yeah, I actually didn't even race until I was either 10 or 11. So I, I and it's crazy. That's a late start yeah. compared to kids now. So, um, I was always baseball, basketball, football, like I said, and, uh, I, uh, favored baseball. So I played baseball up in high school too. And then, you know, at some point I was, well, like, do I want to go try and play college baseball or do I want to play, you know, or do I, do I want to race or, you know, what do I want to do here? And, you know, back then I thought, you know, oh, I'm never going to be able to race these races again. So I'm going to race. And, you know, n knowing what I know now, I wish I would have just, you know, continued playing baseball just because, you know, racing is always going to be there. And that, that's kind of like something that young kids should think about. It's hard to think about when you're that young, but, you know, it's always going to be there and you need to go enjoy the, things you can do as kids like the the senior proms and the, mm -hmm. the school dances and the football games and all that stuff because I I missed out on that not knowing that I would actually miss it later on in life and you know you actually do miss that later on so that's one thing that I wish I had back whenever I was younger but um, you know you live with your uh, mistakes and you know you gotta live with it so um, but yeah I you know enjoyed playing stick and ball sports when I was younger my family was always highly involved in those, um, you know, really enjoyed those and everything I did, I put a hundred percent effort in. So, uh, yeah, it was good to grow up doing that stuff and, you know, have something to watch on sports, you know, later on in life too. So really, really enjoy this competition. Really. What position did you play and how good were you? 
<laughs> uh, I was a pitcher mainly, really? but, uh, could, I could play anywhere in the field really, but <clears throat> I would, I would say my best suit was, uh, pitching and, uh, I don't, it's kind of hard to say how good I was just because I took most of my focus on racing. And I feel like if I would have focused as much as I did on racing, as I, if I focused on baseball as much as I did racing, I think I probably could have went and played at a, you know, a good division one school, but you never know, you know, it's just, uh, something you'll never know now. So, uh, but yeah, I, I could throw the ball pretty hard and throw strikes and strike batters out. But, uh, that was back in high school. Yeah. So you said you're not really a Bengals fan. You're not a Mahomes fan. Who, what is your team? Uh, I'm a Colts fan, but we are not very good right now. So, <laughs> well, uh, you were, you were so decent yeah. until you went to Jacksonville and then you got really, really bad. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. You were decent until you went to Jacksonville and then something really went bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very up and down season. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we get that sorted out next year and, and we can be cheering on the Colts in the Super Bowl instead of the Bengals. There you go. There you go. I also, I also saw on your profile, I saw on your profile that you like Duke basketball. How does a kid from Indiana like Duke basketball? JJ Redick uh, ah. grew up. Uh, I remember watching sports with my grandpa and always watching JJ Redick and he's a great, great shooter. And uh, I kind of fell in love with the Duke North Carolina rivalry. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I fell in love with Duke and been a fan ever since. Have you been to any of the rivalry games? No, I haven't. Uh, I looked at tickets this year for coach K's last game and yeah. ticket prices were outrageous. So yeah. <laughs> won't be, won't be attending that one, yeah. but uh, I have been to a, a Duke Purdue game because I only live about, uh, 45 minutes from Purdue campus. So I've been to a game there. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Well, Parker, I'm telling you what, uh, we appreciate you taking some time. We are all pulling for you, praying for you and pulling for you as you go along this journey. And we can't wait to see you like Dale McDowell, roll that number 11, Sam McKee car into victory lane at some point this season. Thanks for the time and continued, uh, continued good progress there as, as you battle that cancer. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you know, everyone that's been cheering me on and, uh, you know, giving me gratitude. I really appreciate it. It does mean a lot when you have low times like I've had the past few days. So I uh, just want to thank you guys and uh, really enjoyed uh, being able to talk to you guys and, you know, do something other than sit on the couch and watch Netflix for the past few days. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Parker Price Miller. Folks, you heard it. Keep the notes, keep the notes coming. Keep the encouragement coming. Mm -hmm. um, you think about it, um, I'm not good at sitting around doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's not battling cancer and not battling not being in the race yeah. car. That's between Christmas and New Year's, you know, <laughs> where I know that after the first year, it's all going to get crazy again. I'm terrible at sitting around. So keep sending those notes. Yeah. Keep, keep uh, when, 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 he, when Parker Price Miller comes to your mind, send him a note. Just, or just, a tweet or, or a, a tweet text or, or a text or something. Yeah. because. There's something telling you to do it, and that might be the moment that he just needs to hear somebody in the middle of the Netflix thing. I also find this interesting. I know, and I know we've got Noah Gas on hold, I'm, I'm, but I find this interesting. We spend all of our time on Wing Nation bragging about guys not going to their graduation, not going to their junior proms, not going to their senior proms because they're at the racetrack. I love his perspective I on that. I 100% love that he said that. I do, too, because... You only really get 
there's there's going to be another Saturday night to go race. Yeah. There's only one junior prom, one senior prom, one graduation. I don't know. I really like it. And that's not a perspective we get a lot of time. And that's not a perspective we celebrate. There are times we get on yeah. here, we get bragging about Scott. Well, he didn't even go to his junior prom because he was running Knoxville on Saturday night. Yeah. That might not necessarily be the best. I love it. Great stuff. Parker Price Miller. And again, keep those notes coming. Let's mm-hmm. encourage him. And then let's have a big old party when he rolls that car into victory lane sometime this season stay with us we got the youngster the rookie of the year candidate noah gast from over in oklahoma joining us next aggressive hydraulics provides solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders for instance agriculture construction defense emergency services energy food processing forestry marine mining, railway, and even truck equipment. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Check out their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. The World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, they kick it off uh, next week down at Volusia. Uh, and among the storylines this year is the rookie class for the Kevin Gobrecht Memorial Rookie of the Year Award. Casey Kane, which that just seems weird, <laughs> sounds weird, is weird. Um, he is, and, and he joins us on our uh, television show this weekend, Wednesday night on Rev and, and, and Saturday on Mav. Uh, Spencer Baston, which makes sense in that CJB car. And then the kid, six or 18 year old racer from Mounds, Oklahoma, Noah Gass, has the family team in the running for the Kevin Gobrek Rookie of the Year Award. And he joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Noah. Welcome into Wing Nation. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. We are doing well. Why now? What's, uh, tell, tell us about the, the reason you jumped into the Rookie of the Year battle now. Yeah, why now? So, we kind of were thinking, um, and we saw that they had added a bunch of money to the purse, and it it, it only made sense. It was like it was like we had to, you know what I mean? Um, and with the financial uh, position we're in, it just it only made sense. We were gonna spend the same amount of money whether we were to run the outlaws or run a bunch of miscellaneous shows. So the outlaws pay just so much better than anyone else that we we had to we pretty much just had to. You know, when you look at this rookie season, what are your, some of your thoughts going into it? Maybe some goals, uh, you know, concerns being so young. Just what are your overall thoughts on, on really going night in, night out with these guys? Yeah, um, our first goal, of course, is just to make it through the entire season, which none of us are worried about. Um, I think that we're going to – I 100% believe we'll make it through the whole season. Um, and me and Cody have talked, and we had to sit down, and we both agreed that we wanted – we wanted to have um, what we considered a 70 to 80% DNF rate, which means um, finishing the A feature. And that also goes into account if we don't make the feature. So when we go to Pennsylvania and there's 60 cars, uh, that'll be factored into that uh, statistic or whatever you want to call it. 
so our idea is um, finish as many races as possible. And we think a 70 to 80% rate is actually a pretty decent rate for the first year. Cody Cordell is, is your uh, is your crew chief, and, and you referenced him. When I look last season, Noah, at your World of Outlaw campaign, you started 20, or you attempted 25 races. The first 13, you only qualified for three. The last 12, you qualified for 10 of the last 12. What types of things did you learn over the course of time that, 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 that showed such improvement over the course of the year? Wow, I've never, uh, I never heard that statistic. That's pretty cool. Um, we definitely did feel like at the end of the year that we had no issue making the main. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, we just we started clicking and I started driving harder and harder and harder. And I was able to do that. And I was able to finish races um, driving harder. Um, I think it's just I think it's just us developing as a team. Um, I, I think uh, and I hope that that progresses and progresses and progresses along our next or upcoming season and hopefully we start seeing um more uh, top tens hopefully you know i can't wait to get our first top 10 or and uh, me and cody have you know thought man it, when we get our top five that's gonna that's that's a win for us this year if we get a top five that's a that's a that's a huge win for us so um yeah i'm, I'm excited to see how that progression uh, i guess progresses through the upcoming season Noah, what is your, your background in racing? I believe your dad was a sprint car racer. Uh, like, when did you start? How did we, how did we get to four tens at 17 years yeah. old? How did this progression <laughs> happen so quick? Oh my gosh. So we'll start at the beginning. Um, I, my, my dad, he raced like modifieds and stuff here at Creek County, at, uh, local stuff. And then um, I was born. So he sold everything and um, he was running a company and juggling a couple things. And so he just had to get rid of all of his, his racing stuff. And then when I was around six years old, five, five, six, I was like, uh, we were sitting on the couch. I was like, Hey dad, let's go racing. And he was like, all right. Didn't think twice about it. Next, like next week, he rolls up in the driveway with a little Kidwell junior sprint. And we just started making laps in the front yard. And um, that's where it pretty much started um, racing Port City. And then fast forward um, last year, we were, our plan was to run USAC Rookie of the Year. And Brad, me and Brady Bacon, I bought his car. So we, we kind of got along pretty well. And he told us, hey, go get a 360, go run a wing show or two and try and get some speed under your belt so that you know, it slows everything down in the non-wing car. And so we, we did that. We went to Charleston Speedway, massive. It was huge. And I mean, flying. <laughs> and, and we, it was funny because we put the wing on the car and me and my dad and Brian at the time, we were like, oh my God, this thing looks badass. So, so anyways, yeah. um, we're, we get done with Charleston and I mean, we did really good for the first time. Like we started like sixth in the main, this was ASCS. And so we were like really happy and we had four tens, you know, cause we were running USAC and we we're like, screw it. Let's go world outlaw racing. I mean, I don't know where, you know, that's just how we roll. So we were just like, screw it. Let's go world outlaw racing. So our first races were the Magnolia and the Rev. Holy. And so that's pretty much where it all went and we we're like holy crap it's a thousand dollars to start so we we're like shoot let's just do this for the rest of the year 
Oh my That's God. That's awesome. That is awesome. You you went up, you won a couple IRA races yeah. in Wisconsin, and we, we gave the stats easy. and everything. Yeah. Okay, Noah, I do want to go back, though. Um, my understanding is that as much as you like racing, you may have tried football even more, though. Is that accurate? No. So okay. I was never able to play football. Well, um, I have a heart condition. That was, and yeah, that was my uh, question doctors. is that you, you, you thought you would like to play football, but you never were able to because of that. Correct. Yeah. So if, so if I was able to play football, I probably would not be racing, especially to the level that I'm at right now. I probably would still be at Port city because football is actually my favorite sport. Uh, you know to play like I, I have a lot of passion for football I always played football with friends at school and stuff and I just loved it to death I was just never able to play and um, I barely got to race so I just I just took racing full-on type of thing and I played basketball but I never I never liked basketball football was always my thing and then couldn't play football and hardly able to play uh, racing and Doc was like why don't you play golf and I was like no so <laughs> Um, we, uh, we took on racing, I guess. Do you, do you make any, and, and I, I, I'm always awkward about talking to medical and personal things like that. Have you, have you been conscious of your heart? And I think it was a, a thickness of the, a thickness or something of your heart. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a condition like that. Are you, are you conscious of it? Are there things you do to, to, to keep yourself safe and, and, and make sure you're strong going into this? Yeah. So man, I don't know how much it affects me compared to other people. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to tell. So, I mean, of course it's going to make a difference. I'm not, you know, it's not pumping as much. Yes, you're right. Like the thickness, the wall thickness of like the bottom side of my heart or something along those lines is thick. So it doesn't want to pump. Right. And it's just a lot harder and it takes a lot more energy. So I don't know, you know, how, much of an endurance disadvantage I have against everyone else, like playing football or whatever, this or that. I always, but I was always able to just keep up with everyone. Cause I was, I was, you know, I would push, have to push a little harder. So either way I'm on the same level, whether, you know, they're not having to push as hard, whatever. Yeah. But as, as far as getting ready for the season, um, man, I, I, like I said, like I try not to think about it. I mean, I really don't think about it. It's, right. it's never, affected me that I know of you know what I mean it's just always been there and I've always had had to deal with it quote you know quote unquote but um I don't know that how much of a difference it really makes so yeah really I just I just do my thing and I mean if if it's harder for me to run a mile and a half than it is for someone else then as long as I get the mile and a half and I'm right to where he is so I mean to me it's just as long as you're doing your due diligence um you should I should be fine and the only issue I'll have is if, if I have a catastrophic failure, you know what I mean? But other than that, we should be fine. <laughs> there you go. So no. it's really more of a, an endurance issue than it is maybe a, a safety issue. Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah. Um, I've had, so I actually have a defibrillator inside of my chest and mm -hmm. I've had more issues with that than I have with my heart. So, I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. I'm not worried with any yeah. issues with my yeah. heart. It's just, like you said, it's just, it's more of an endurance issue than anything else. Yeah. I know you said you didn't like to talk about it, but I appreciate you sharing it with us because yeah. I think it is part of your story 
And I think that makes it even even more impressive what you're doing. Yeah. I, I just think that that's your the I, I love perseverance of athletes and, and persevering through whatever hand you're dealt. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it's awesome. And I, and I love the, the approach you guys have. I actually like the analytics as well. The 70 yeah. percent, that sort of thing. I, I think that that's um, I think that's really neat. And uh, we're going to have fun following along with you. We appreciate uh, you taking some time and joining us here on Wing Nation. And we wish you the best as the World of Outlaw Tour gets kicked off here in a few days. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here. This has been, uh, this has been good. There we go. Noah Gass joining us here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. How about that? It's amazing. It really is. And, um, and I like the fact that he, he doesn't put it in the forefront of his life. It's there. And he just... If he needs to run the mile and a half different than everyone else, yeah. he just runs it different than you everyone know, else. We talked to Parker Price Miller, who is fighting his battles. We, right. you know, There's a, a lot of drivers that you see that overcome. And I love his attitude, especially about the season. Like Their goal seems realistic. realistic. They're yeah. not thinking that they're going to go knock the world down. Yeah, and, they're, not, they're not expecting to go to Williams Grove yeah. and lock into the dash. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. Now the way he's progressed last year by the by the by the Nationals, uh, you know, by the by the National Open, he might be somewhere there. I just, I really like that. I think that that's phenomenal. I really think it is. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. We kind of mm-hmm. know Spencer Baston. We yep. all know Casey Kane. It's good to get to know Noah Gass, mm-hmm. our third rookie driver. Man, that is awesome stuff. Hey, mention this at the top of the show. Lachlan McHugh picked up the win in the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic. We did not choose to wake him up at whatever time in the morning <laughs> it is in Australia. So last night I had the chance to sit down with him and Here's my visit on the Sage Fruit uh, Hotline with Lachlan McHugh. Winner of the 49th annual Sprint Car Grand Classic over in Australia, Lachlan McHugh joins us here on our Sage Fruit Zoom line. Hello, Lachlan. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it is great to catch up with you. Um, Congratulations. Um, tell, uh, Tell us about that big win over there in Australia. Yeah, it was uh almost perfect weekend for us. We um, clean swept on our prelim night and then uh, started off pole for the feature race and uh, led early on and James, uh, James McFadden passed us about mid-race and he led for probably 20 laps or so. And then, um, yeah, I got back by him in lap traffic about 10, 10 15 laps towards the end there and, and uh, managed to bring it home. So I was pretty stoked with it. Yeah, no doubt. You said it was pretty flawless. You won your prelim night on Friday there. Um, did were were there glitches along the way, or it, was it one of those where just just it seemed to seem to just fall right into place for you comfortably? Um, our heat race on the final night, a uh, car actually got sideways in front of us and gave us a flat tire. So wow. we um yeah, but luckily because we had such a good prelim night, we still had enough uh, points to start off the front row of the feature race on uh, Sunday. So, yeah, that, that was a bit concerned there for a while when we um, didn't finish that heat race that we were going to be, you know, mid-pack or somewhere towards the back of the A-main for the start of the feature. And that probably would have been the, the end of it there. It's pretty hard to win against that good competition when you're starting back a ways. But we uh, still managed to start off pole for the feature race and, um, yeah, managed to bring it home from there. That did look like a very competitive field. Is it, is it always this com- competitive? Was it more competitive? How did it, how did it match up competitive-wise? Um, yeah, I think there was probably the winners for the last five classics there, so yeah. it was still quite competitive. But um, definitely didn't have as many as Americans as what 
the classic usually has in the past. Right. The only American there was Carson, um, where in the past we might have 10 or 15 Americans racing at classics. So um, it was down on that, but um, it was still, I think, 84 cars there for it. So it was still quite a decent field. Oh, absolutely amazing. That's for sure. That racetrack, just watching it on Dirt Vision, that racetrack just it's, it it just looks like a just a round, very round momentum type racetrack. Is that the case? Yeah, it is. It's got a bit of banking in it, and um, yeah, there's, there's almost no straights. It's kind of you just get wound wound up and sort of try and keep as much momentum rolling as you can. Um, but it always seems to race pretty good. It's quite a little neat little racetrack when they get it right but um yeah ended up being a bit hooked up for the feature race on the sunday night but um so it made it a bit interesting lap, passing lap cars you, they were kind of going the same pace as you were so it made it difficult in lap traffic but um yeah i thought it was quite a good race it went 40 laps non-stop which is um pretty cool as well yeah that was eight minutes and one second i mean um, that's absolutely amazing. Is it, is, do, do you like when that happens? Do you get into a rhythm? Do you, I mean, obviously it worked out for you, so it worked out well, but what's, what's that like to have the race go like that? Yeah, it's not, not often you, I, I guess you finish a race without stoppages, a feature race. So, um, yeah, there was definitely no break. That's for sure. It was just flat out the whole way. And, um, yeah, maybe some stoppages would have been nice when I was leading in lap traffic, but uh, it worked out well for me, so I can't really complain too much. Yeah, what lap traffic takes away, lap traffic can give you back. That's for sure. That's kind of sprint car racing. Yeah. You're, it, it looks like, and, and I, I struggle to follow Australia. I, I, I follow it somewhat, but it looks like, you know, kind of, how, how was your season down there? I know last year was spectacular with your 20 wins and 31 starts. Um, how did your season overall thus far go down there this summer? Um, probably hasn't been as smooth sailing as last season was like, we've been leading some feature races and gotten flat tires on the last lap and, um, yeah, had some mechanical failures and whatnot, but I think we've had, uh, nine or 10 wins now. So nice. it hasn't been going too bad, but, uh, yeah, definitely not as last season was kind of one of those years that every time we turned up, everything went our way and didn't seem like we could do anything wrong, but. This year we've had a bit, a bit more bad luck, but still plenty of speed. So that's the positive we can take out of it. And you got that big one at Warnable, that's for sure. That's um, that's the that that's the uh, the icing on the cake, if you will. Um, yeah, no doubt. Last year we actually talked to you after your win at Waynesfield. Um, how much more racing do you have down there this summer? Uh, I think we've probably got about. 10, 10 shows left maybe, depending on uh, when we decide to finish up. They kind of keep running into late May. Um, but uh, I'd like to come back to America again. So whether I finish up racing a bit earlier over here and, and sort of head over there, I'm not too sure. I haven't really worked that out yet, but uh, that's something I'm definitely going to look into here in the coming, coming months. So um, last year you drove uh, you drove for um, Jim Moose, the, the Team 101, the, the, the guys from up in Cincinnati. Um, have you reached out to them? Have you reached out to others? Are you, are you trying to put something together? And, and, and what's your sense on whether you're able to pull it off and make it happen this year up here in North America? Yeah, actually, I haven't had a chance to really speak to Jim a whole lot yet. Um, 
Oh, he sent me a message after we won the won the classic, Jim and his wife. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's I haven't really gotten around to organising anything yet. So it's uh, on my to do list. Um, need to give Jim a call here in the next few weeks and see what he's got planned, or um, yeah, see what I can find. Wow, that is really really neat. That's for sure. Uh, I would dare say winning that classic probably doesn't hurt your stock over here. My 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 hunch is uh, my hunch is a few people will probably take your calls. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. That is cool. Really, really neat stuff for sure. Just in big picture terms, um, I, I think, you know, we had you on and Aaron asked you the, uh, I, I think you said that really the, one of the biggest differences is just track size and, and that sort of thing between, uh, between racing here in North America and racing in Australia. Is, is that the case pretty much with that? Um, yeah, I think so. And also the tires, we run a lot softer tire compound over here. So that kind of plays a big part in it as well. Um, how the car sort of behaves around the racetrack and whatnot, but, uh, yeah. kind of, you get used to that pretty quickly changing, changing between the two. Yeah. Are there, are there tire, wo- tire shortages and issues over there? Like we have over here? Yeah. Well, we, um, yeah, we buy all our tires from America. So Oh gosh! Um, Australia, yeah, so we got the same issues that you guys have. Um, I think they've been air freighting some tires out here the last couple of weeks to get some more stock because there was literally none left in the country. But they managed to get some in for the classic. So I don't think anyone sort of ran out of tires down there. But it's um, definitely pretty scarce. Man, I'll tell you what, what a crazy situation, that's for sure. Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad we were able to, to make this out and work on the time zones and everything else to catch up with you. We congratulate you on the win there at Warnable, the 49th annual Grand uh, 49th Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic down there. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see you in North America, but we appreciate your time joining us here on Wing Nation. Uh, thanks for having me. There we go. Lockie McHugh joining us here on the program. Great, great catching up with him, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, what a story, what a time, and uh, how about that, scoring the big win? Yeah, big win down there. Big win, that's for sure. Stay with us, more Wing Nation in just a moment. Circle B Diecast is the new Diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of Diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Wing Nation rolling along. So glad you're spending time with us here as we kick off the season. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. We usually do a birthday calendar, but this time I want to kind of run through the class of 2022 that was announced. Yes. Drivers, Bob Fry, Eric Gordon, Terry Gray, Tim Green, and Tony Stewart. How about that? 
quite the list, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Really, truly is. Uh, just, I'm really happy. Uh, I obviously know Tony, uh, but Terry, Terry Gray. Gray. Terry Gray, that's just so neat that he's finally inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, really, really neat. Owners, mechanics, builders. Ralph Heinzelman Sr., Walter T. Ross, and Dennis Roth. And I was just shocked that Dennis Roth well, wasn't, wasn't in the Hall in. of Fame. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I saw a great piece, and I, and I shared it on our Facebook group about a week ago. Ralph Heinzelman, um, very involved at Sealands Grove Speedway. Uh, they actually wrote the um, uh, Steve Inch mm-hmm. and the group at Sealands Grove wrote the um, the petition yep, the- to get him mm-hmm. inducted into the Hall of Fame. Promoters, owners, media: Johnny Gibson, Jack Cromer, and Robin Miller. Three greats there. <laughs> yep. Jack uh, Jack Cromer has become a dear friend of mine with his photography, and mm-hmm. now it's his wildlife photography. Have you? Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh my gosh, his wildlife! Like he'll go to some like a like a dam in New Jersey, and he'll have an eagle catching a fish. But you know how Jack was? Jack could get the the eyes of Steve Kinzer. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, he has now the eyes of the eagle and the eyes of the fish. It's unreal, his (laughs) photography. And there just could not be a nicer guy than Mm -hmm. Jack. So, so happy that. And pre-1945, Melvin Slim Rutherford. And, of course, the Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They have the Triple X Moyle Racing Engines 410 raffle, $20 per ticket, 6 for 100 uh, And that's December 20 uh, this year. Go to SprintCarHOF.com. We talk about something new. Uh, we are changing the things up a little bit behind the scenes here at Wing Nation. Those of you that have followed along since before Wing Nation, when it was the World of Outlaw Report, and then Wing Nation, which started in 2011, you always heard us talk about Kreger. Kreger, our producer, Kreger. Well, Kreger's hit it big time. <laughs> well, first off, look at this. It's Who Cincinnati day? Bengals. Who day? Who day? Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals guy, and he's passing out Cincinnati Bengals napkins. And we're not sure if we'll see him Aaron, after the Super Aaron, hold yours up. So. We're Aaron, oh, right. thank yes, you. This is That's for right. you, Craig. There we go. Thank you. So he's a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Craig, over the last couple of years, though, just behind the scenes here at MRN, he had the job of Wing Nation and Coast to Coast and, and, and other projects he did. And he acquired the job <laughs> of all of our NASCAR coverage, running the board and operating all of the NASCAR coverage. Well, if you look at a calendar, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was Wing Nation, Coast to Coast, and all of that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was at the NASCAR Hall of Fame yeah. running the board. And at some point, everyone's like, well, at some point, Craig's like, guys, <laughs> seven days a week. You know, I, I need a little time to cheer for my Who Bengals. Who day? You know? Who day? And so um, the decision was made, and it's the right decision by MRN, that Craig is going to focus on our NASCAR stuff. And, and that's great. We're MRN Radio. NASCAR is still our Mac Daddy around this building. Okay? Wing Nation, we love it. But so Craiger is going to be doing that, and he's on the board now because we've got Hank Silver yep. as our new producer, and we've already had some great creative meetings with him and some great shows. And so we look forward to Hank taking over and transitioning in over the next couple of weeks. And we're excited about the whole world calls me Hank as our new producer, <laughs> and uh, I think that's awesome. Craiger, we do we we love you and appreciate you. Uh, such an integral part of this thing from day one. The first World of Outlaw report that I did, I gave Craig the number of our driver, and Craig dialed him up and ran the board for it. So from day number one, uh, we appreciate your hard work, your effort, and your energy. And putting up with us. And putting up, and putting up with <laughs> us, and putting up with Terry McCarl. Um, we, we appreciate that. And uh, it's not like he's not going to be around the building. Uh, we'll get to see him, or I'll get to see him, and Aaron, you'll get to see him, but... Um, 
Uh, a job well done getting Wing Nation to this stage. And, Hank, you got some big shoes to fill. Uh, <laughs> but I know you're going to do it as well. So I'm really excited about it. We've got a lot of exciting things going on here at Wing Nation when it comes forward, including our Thursday podcast. That's mm-hmm. this, this, just to me, um, this is going to be great this week. We have Wayne Johnson, uh, the post office, it's called, where I just kind of do one-on-one talks. One you're working on, and, and actually I think you're getting ready to record it after this, is, as you know, um, Aaron, because how many times do we hear, as you know, Aaron, <laughs> you're actually just sitting down in the studio and talking to Dave Blaney yep. about technical, racing, racetracks, wherever you go, whatever yep. you do. And so our Thursday podcast is going to be the first thing you see that's really big change. Yep. Uh, we're so excited about it. And uh, getting off track is what Ashley says. So we're going to do individual ones, and then once a month we're going to come in for a group uh, bench racing session. So it is going to be great. This weekend, finally, before we get out of here, I do want to reference this. If you follow along with me, you know that I love all forms of racing. Every stinking one of them, anyone who climbs in a race car. This weekend, the All-Star Circuit of Champions kick it off, weather permitting, at Sonoya Raceway in Georgia. The track was built in 1969 by a guy named Hence Pollard and David Bishop. In 1981, Hence Pollard passed away. The track was sold. Forty years later, the Pollard family has bought the track back. Sonny Pollard is the patriarch of the family now. Sonny has a son named Bubba Pollard. If you follow any form of super late model racing on asphalt, you know of Bubba Pollard, or as he's known, Redneck Jesus. This guy is the man in super late model racing, and I've talked to him a few times. He could not be a nicer human being. Mm -hmm. Talked to him last year when they bought the dirt track, and he shared with me that business and business, and he was going to focus on racing and racing only. And it's turned out pretty well, as he's already run the Red Eye 50 at New Smyrna and the Speed Fest this past weekend at Cordell. Bubba Pollard is back, but he also talked a lot about what he watches from the asphalt world, the dirt track side. Mm -hmm. And he can't wait to get sprint cars at Sonoya Raceway and to see what they can do in Georgia with dirt track racing and sprint cars. And so this is the very first shot Mm -hmm. with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. But Bubba Pollard's family runs that racetrack. And I, I just love... I have so much respect. There are, there are in my top 10 list, maybe even top five list of short track racers I respect, Bubba Pollard is in that list. Wow. He is in that list. That's how much I respect him as a racer. And to see the family take the track back, mm-hmm. a dirt track, and then bring in the All-Stars, love those stories. I just think that's neat. So it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, very well, cool. Redneck Jesus at a dirt track. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. Hey, we are so glad that you have joined us as we've kicked it off. We appreciate Parker Price Miller coming on. We appreciate Noah Gass and the chance to catch up with Lachlan McHugh as well. You can follow along on our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook. We have a page and a group. We have a YouTube page. And we also have, uh, we're going to work on our Instagram just a little bit this year, too. It's, mm. not, it's, it's not where it needs to be right now. But I've, followed, I've really enjoyed Instagram, the picture aspect of it. And what's better pictures than sprint cars? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. That's a picture-worthy social media. So that is going to be great. Coming up this Thursday, it's the post office. The debut of that program, Wayne Johnson joins me on that. Coming up this weekend on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, it's Casey Kane. You can catch that Wednesday in Canada on Rev TV and Saturday on Mav TV. I'm Aaron Evernham. I'm yes. yes. She's Aaron Evernham. <laughs> I'm Steve Post. 
Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation.
Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.